Hi friends, and welcome back to the Well Then podcast, where we talk about all things mental, physical, and emotional wellness so that you can live your most vibrant and love-filled life. I am so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode. It's going to be a solo conversation on everyone's favorite topic, attachment styles. I'm really excited to get into a conversation about how to build a more secure attachment style. Oftentimes, people focus on what their attachment style is and hyperfixate on, oh, I'm anxiously attached or I'm avoidant or I'm disorganized and here's all the problems in, in the ways that I attach and relate to other people. But they don't take the extra step of then asking, can I actually heal those patterns and move towards a more secure attachment style? And the answer is yes. So that's what we're going to get into today. But before we do, I feel like I need to disclose to you that I am currently recording this episode of the podcast from my bedroom because the office where I normally record is just outside a beautiful tree-lined street that in the summertime is full of people leaf blowing and weed whacking and lawn mowing and I I think I have what's called misophonia where those particular <laughs> sounds like hurt my brain so bad so not only would it be distracting to those of you listening but I cannot handle those particular noise frequencies so I hope that wherever you're listening to this at and wherever you're spending time this summer summer is not quite as noise filled as here I guess that's one of the cons to living in such a beautiful place as the Pacific Northwest that is full of so many plants and so much greenery so pros and cons to everything but with that I will also just share a little bit about what's been going on for me this summer and clue you into some of the things going on in my world and in my business. Um, for those of you who've been following me for a while now, you know that I've been on the tail end of a journey of healing from chronic illness and I just wanted to kind of check in and let you guys know how well that's been going and how much um, better of a place my health has been in and that all the treatments that I was going through and investing in really worked over the last year and a half. My health has taken such a 180 turn and it is in such a better place. And it, it really feels so good to feel like myself again and in many ways feel even better. And that's kind of the vision that I was holding on to when I first got diagnosed and was really, really sick. I just made a, a decision for myself that you know what, this isn't what my life was going to be like. I wanted to fight to have as good of quality of life as I could. And I really approached it as I do with all things in my private uh, professional practice and in my personal life, taking the holistic approach and perspective and addressing the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of this particular chapter and journey of healing. And so I'll definitely be sharing more in the future, but in addition to having an incredible team of doctors and naturopaths and um, Eastern medicine practitioners as well who've helped me through this, I also dove really deep into healing deeper layers of trauma from my past and letting go of density and, and heaviness and old emotions in my body that I didn't need to be holding on to anymore that were certainly contributing to some of the patterns of symptoms that I was experiencing in addition to, you know, the physical the physical diagnoses and issues as well. So all that to say that health has been really good lately. I've been swimming as much as possible. Seattle summers are so beautiful for that, enjoying time in the lake, enjoying time outside with friends, and also 
devoting energy to some exciting business projects. I have one that I've been teasing online that I can't share about just yet, but it'll be very, very soon. I've been working on a project that I cannot wait to share more with you all about. It's, I think, one of the biggest, most exciting things that I have worked on over the last 10 years. So that's fun. Um, If you follow me on social or are on my email list, you also know that the Awaken Love program is underway right now. Depending on when you're listening to this, I think we'd be a few weeks in, but today is actually day one of the program, and I'm so excited to support all of the women who have committed to showing up and doing the work of, of you know, the topic we'll be talking about today, healing their attachment style, healing their past wounds, improving their relationship with themselves, and, and really changing their relationship to romantic love in general so that they can have the type of relationship experiences they want to have. It's not easy work. I know that from personal experience. It's really brave and takes a lot of you to show up for. So just wanted to kind of shout out and acknowledge all the women who have said yes to that program and yes to working with me in general, whether it's one-on-one or in my groups in the past and groups in the future. I'm, I'm just so excited and honored to be able to support all of you in this work. So if you're curious and learning more about any of that, make sure you're on my email list, following me on Instagram and TikTok for more educational content as well. I also will be having a new YouTube channel coming out uh, in about a month or so, which I'm very excited to share more long form content there. And for those of you who have been listeners to the podcast, whether this is your first episode or you've, you know, listened to all a hundred plus, just thank you so much for being here. All right. Now let's get into today's topic. We're talking about how to build a secure attachment style. And like I said before, a lot of people focus on what is my attachment style? Like what's wrong with me? We like to diagnose ourselves, but then we don't go the extra step of asking, well, now that I see this pattern, how can I adopt it so that I can have healthier experiences in relationships? Because our attachment styles are essentially a byproduct of our upbringing. And if we have an insecure attachment style, it's the byproduct of a relational wound that we experienced oftentimes in childhood, sometimes in early adult relationships as well, but oftentimes in childhood. And so if it's the result of a wound, wounds can be healed even retroactively. So we're not going to do a deep dive today into like the characteristics and signs and symptoms of all the different attachment styles. We're talking more about what to do once you've identified yours. Um, I have a quiz on my website that you can go through if you want more support in identifying yours first. But let's just quickly talk about how our attachment style is actually formed. So really during the first couple years of our life, how our parents or primary caregivers are responding to us, especially, you know, when we're upset, crying, distressed, that's what establishes the type of patterns of attachment that we as children, as babies form. And our kind of attachment imprint can continue to be shape-shifted and molded and formed throughout the course of our childhood as our brain is still rapidly developing and forming our understanding of the world and our place in it and what it means to be in relationship with other people. So it's not like just between ages zero and two, but those are certainly some impactful years. And if that's the case, then you very likely don't actually have any memory 
or cognition of how you were treated during those years. And if your parents let you cry it out, or if they were very attentive to your needs, if they, you know, waited too long to change your diapers and didn't know whether or not you were hungry, those kind of things. Or maybe they were just preoccupied with their own emotions and they didn't know how to soothe yours. If those are things that you don't remember, then you might be asking, well, like, how can I heal that? That's a thing that I have that happened when I was a baby. So what am I supposed to do about it now? And there's actually a lot that we can do about it now. We can really shift our habits, behaviors, and subconscious beliefs based on this idea of neuroplasticity and also nervous system regulation. So when we work to feel safer in our bodies and to adopt subconscious beliefs that reinforce that sense of safety and creating the types of connections that also reinforce that sense of safety, and we do all of that consistently over time and with repetition, then we learn what the experience of secure attachment feels like. And, you know, as a baby or child, secure attachment happens when the baby feels safe and calm enough to experience the development of their nervous system, to feel distressed, to feel their emotions, and to have their needs be met, to know that they were going to be loved and held and supported through and on the other side of whatever it was that came up with them. So when you end up in relational patterns as an adult, where it doesn't feel safe, where there's always game playing, or you don't feel safe being vulnerable or holding space for vulnerability, or maybe you keep attracting emotionally unavailable people, you have a hard time setting boundaries, or you're hyper-independent, like there's all these different areas we might struggle in romantic relationships. It's often because there are relational wounds we experienced in childhood that just haven't been addressed, healed, or resolved yet. And What's interesting is that the same parts of our brain that are responsible for forming those initial early attachments with our parents or caregivers are the same parts of our brain that are activated in our romantic relationships as adults. So that's why you might feel those same feelings that were initially experienced or created when you were younger. It makes a lot of sense. So we're going to just quickly go over kind of four areas that you would want to start to address in order to build a healthier, secure attachment style. So the first thing is to learn to prioritize your relationship with yourself first and foremost. You get to start evaluating your self-talk, the way that you're speaking to yourself on a regular basis and what your internal dialogue sounds like and shifting it so that it's more supportive and nurturing and kind. You get to build your own self-esteem through positive self-talk, self-praise, through taking care of your health, of your physical body, of your emotional health, of pursuing hobbies and passions that, that are important to you, identifying your core values and making choices that are in integrity with your core values is also another way we build our self-esteem and we learn to trust ourselves. And the more we do that, we build up our sense of self. And then we also, at the same time, learn tools to self-soothe, which is kind of the nervous system regulation work. This helps us to stop reacting in old ways and to trust that we are held and supported and nurtured through all of the big emotions that we might be feeling in a relationship dynamic. So when you make the relationship with yourself a priority, what it also does is takes the focus off of other people needing to be the ones to save you, fix you, or solve the problem that was created in childhood. It's not our partner's job to fix 
what was wrong or broken about our attachment patterns as a child. They can be aware of them and sensitive to them and hold space for us. But we get to be the ones that are proactive about learning these tools to break these patterns. So that's kind of the first area you'd want to explore is your relationship with yourself. The second thing you'd want to explore is making sure that you have a healthy support system and actively building that support system by nurturing your friendships and connecting with a sense of community. Oftentimes we put all the pressure on a romantic partner, especially as somebody who's an anxious attacher, to be our sole source of comfort and safety and solace and self-worth and value. And that's a lot of pressure for one person to hold. And like I said before, it's not, not really their job. You know, in a healthy, interdependent dynamic, it's two whole people coming together to add value to each other's lives, not to save each other. So when we do learn to lean on our friends and be vulnerable and share intimacy with them and to trust that there are, you know, many people who can help see, help us feel seen and heard and hold space for the big, big emotional experiences we might have and the things we might be healing then it can help us practice feeling safer in a romantic relationship as well and not needing that one person to be our everything. So in building that healthy support system, that actually kind of leans into the third area that we get to start to practice, which is having healthy communication and boundaries. So the less that you need one person to be the source of safety and stability in your life, the better able you will be to choose the right people for you and to set boundaries and say no to the wrong people. We end up in unhealthy relationship dynamics when we just need to feel chosen by somebody because we feel insecure within ourselves. So when we feel secure instead, then we can end the unhealthy connections, the ones that aren't right for us, the, the counterproductive or unproductive relationships with emotionally unavailable people, the situationships, the even toxic relationship dynamics we might have been a part of. We can identify those and end them and express our emotions in the process and own what's true for us and learn to set the boundaries that are healthy for us and communicate why that matters to us and that builds into or kind of ties in with the idea before of, of building your self-esteem when you can own your boundary and communicate it in a, an impactful way that is an esteem building activity <laughs> boundaries are, are really esteem building so once you've been doing all of that making yourself a priority your relationship with self nurturing your support system practicing your communication and healthy boundaries, you've kind of set yourself up to have more space to process what's heavier from your past. So that's when you want to go into, let me explore the relational wounds from my past. Let me get really honest with myself about the things that happened in my childhood, in my household, with my parents, with peers who maybe bullied me or friends or, you know, crushes who, who made me feel rejected and left out. Let me get really honest about all of that and how I felt about all of that and how it's still taking up space in my life. And let me get the support to actually work through it and release it. And that could look like therapy, traditional talk therapy. It could look like somatic therapy. I personally recommend working with the body as much as possible because that's how we actually clear the patterns. You could talk about it all day and be aware of your attachment style all day, but to actually shift it, you need to work with your body 
to, to clear the pattern on a somatic level. So you could do things like EMDR, movement-based emotional release work. There's so many wonderful ways that we can do that kind of work on a somatic level. And then also working with your subconscious mind to shift those beliefs about what's possible for you in the realm of love. And if you've been around here a while, you know that I'm a big fan of hypnotherapy and rapid transformational therapy to support with working with our subconscious mind. It's really kind of fun way to do that. And continue that work through practices like journaling, breath work, connecting to nature, connecting to yourself every day, sitting with the emotions when they come up and getting curious about what's there to explore on deeper levels. And all of this it might sound exciting to you, like, oh, great, now I have a plan. It might sound overwhelming, like that's a lot of work. But remember what I said in the beginning, it's about consistency over time. Repetition and patience are key. You're not just going to suddenly go from really insecure to 100% secure all the time. It's going to be a practice and you're a human. We're all a work in progress. So give yourself patience and compassion and be gentle with whatever pace, whatever amount of time it is taking, even if it's taking longer than you would like. There's a lot more that I could say on this, but I wanted to keep this episode kind of just like an intro to where you might start to build a more secure attachment style. And whichever one of those four steps or phases of the process resonates most with you, start there. It doesn't have to go in that particular order. Start with the one you feel like you are craving and need the most right now and then layer the others in over time. And if you're looking for more support, of course, I, I have plenty of options to help you there. I do have a masterclass that's available on my website um, that expands on all these topics on how to build a secure attachment style. I go in more depth and take you through some practices there. So you can access that recording. Um, you can go into my self-guided therapy membership and community for women, the self-care space. It's a really affordable way to support your own kind of personal healing and growth journey with lots of guided modules and tools and practices and things to add in your self-care routine. And then, of course, there's my one-on-one -on -one and group program like Awaken Love. Lots of opportunities to work with me, lots of opportunities to get support. And as I mentioned in the beginning, I'll be coming out with a YouTube soon, which hopefully can offer more guidance there as well. So if there's ever topics you're wanting to learn more about, my DMs are always open. Shoot me a message on Instagram or send me an email. I love getting to hear from you guys when an episode resonates with you. And I also love getting to hear what you're curious to learn more about so I can add those topics to my kind of ongoing podcast calendar. And make sure you're following me on TikTok too, because that's where I do kind of lots of fun little short educational videos on lots of topics to get you changing the way you think when it comes to your relationship to yourself and your relationship to others. So no matter where you follow me or how you like to learn, I just want to say thank you for being a part of my community and being interested in having conversations like these because, you know, I didn't grow up hearing conversations about what it's like to be intentionally single or how to actually have healthier relationships. Like these are the things I wish we could learn in school. So in a way, this is my version of, of making that sort of school of life. And I am so appreciative of all the people who are wanting to learn those things as well. And I, like I said, love hearing from you guys. It always 
makes my day. And I've been having so many wonderful conversations lately with women reaching out from social media platforms and women, you know, who are, who've become the most wonderful clients of mine. And it's always fun for me to hear how we got connected because I truly believe that there are no coincidences. Those synchronicities of like, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, or when you decide like, this is what I want to work on, this is what I want support with, then the support comes in. And I've seen that in my own life. So I love getting to see it in yours as well. And I love getting to support you in any way that I can. All right. Again, so much more I could share on this topic, but we'll keep it, keep it briefer for today. And I hope that something here resonated with you. Take it, run with it, journal about it, continue to explore it for yourself so that it can kind of get integrated further and so that you have an action plan and some next steps of, of how you're going to actually use this information rather than just hearing it once and moving on. And I believe in you. You can do this. You can have secure attachment. You can have healthy relationships and you deserve that. You're worthy of that kind of healthy love. And I'm so excited to hear how that unfolds for you and what it feels like and what it looks like. And can't wait to hear your story when you reach out. So let's stay in touch. And again, if you know anybody, as always, who would benefit from hearing this conversation, pass along the episode. I would so appreciate if you could leave a rating and review in the Apple Podcasts store. I don't know if it's a store anymore, but wherever you listen to podcasts, if you leave a rating and review, it would mean a lot. I appreciate you all. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy, and love-filled day.